I consider it an awesome privilege to come to you in this brand new year and new decade, the decade 2020, and understanding what the numeral 20 actually means in biblical numerology, it means redemption. It also is used as a term for perfect sight, which is 2020 vision. And that's why in this particular message, my first message in this year, 2020, is simply this. It's our theme for the year. I can see clearly now. Stay tuned. This is going to be a blessing to your life. Well, on this, the first Sunday of the year 2020, and the ushering in of a brand new decade. Prophetically, 2020 promises to be a year of unprecedented breakthroughs but also extraordinary blessings. Yes. Uh, let me break it down. Extraordinary blessings. It promises to usher in that privilege of breakthrough that we may possess our unpossessed possessions. And I'm thinking of the season that it's happening in. There is a war threatening between America and Iran. It is a day of terrors. In fact, notice what Charles Dickens, that British novelist, that social critic who had his eyes on what was going on at the time in 18th century Europe. The French were in the midst of the revolution. Great Britain was experiencing the rise of many great thinkers and authors, poets and preachers. And Charles Dickens put it this way. He says, it was the best of times. And at that same time, the worst of times. God is not restricted to our times. He uses them. He uses them to usher in what he has predetermined regardless to what's happening around you. This is indeed the best of times. We're living in an age of great inventions and great privilege. Keen plans are being made right now for us to be able to travel into space and to go on vacation. You may smile at it, 
scoff at it, but don't put anything past it. Because a lot of what we are now seeing used to be fantasy, but now are facts. Now, I don't want to take the time to go into all of that, but I just want to say this morning that we are at a strategic place in time when God has a prophecy that has been uttered over this age. And the prophecy is one of extraordinary privilege and blessing. That's why somebody ought to give God a special praise that he reserved you for this time. A popular preacher of our age and time put it this way, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready because something is about to break loose. It already started in our service today. It's already in motion, you know. That, you know, something happening extraordinary. Uh, when, 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 when you may have come expecting that things would follow a certain routine, suddenly God has taken us into another path. Come on now. And so we are in this particular period. We have entered upon 2020. I say it's extraordinary in the sense that God knew it would happen and he knew that you and I would be here. And so we need to understand what does 2020 mean? Where are we going with this? Well, in biblical numerology, I said it on New Year's Eve, 20 denotes redemption. But it's 2020. So that's double redemption. To put it another way, 2020 represents the double blessing. Amen. You remember that numeral 20 because you'll find it some 288 times mentioned in the Bible on the various contexts and situations. For example, Jacob had to work 20 years for a wife. All those that were under 20 could not go into war. The age had to be from 20 on up to qualify for military service. Well, I could go on with that and, you know, show you the various uh, aspects of this word or numeral 20 being used throughout the Bible but never so significant than 2020. Because it does represent the double. Job received double for his trouble. 
Somebody here this morning needs to know that everything that you have gone through, every tear that you have shed, every prayer that you have made, every petition and every, every expectation that has gone past you seem like never to be realized. Somebody ought to thank God to know this morning that you are about to realize it. In this season, as God will be true, not only to his word, but even to the numeral. 20. So then, get ready for some strange, extraordinary, and supernatural things to happen. As always, we have three points to this message. In this case, the first point is this. It's redemption. Second, reception. And third, restoration. You'll see how in those three points, this message will come together to be a special word for your life. Stay tuned. It's also important for us to understand that when we look at this whole idea of redemption, in my text, Paul refers to it as a purchased possession. Purchased possession. Something that has already been purchased for me. That I did not purchase for myself. Somebody went out and purchased it for me, and when I need it, it's there for me. But you need a year 20, a breakthrough year, because it's possible for you and I to go on doing what we do out of routine and never understanding that every step you make is bringing you closer to what was already predestinated to happen in your life. We don't stumble into things. We walk by faith and not by sight. And as we go along, we discover that when we get there, it was already there waiting. Salvation has been waiting for many for generations. Just waiting there. Deliverance waiting. Healing waiting. I mean, when you notice how the Bible reads, the Bible says, we, by his stripes we are. No, 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 doesn't say would be. It says, by his stripes we are healed. So that means when I'm sick, I'm still healed. Because healing is my bread. It's the children's bread. So then when we will realize that all we got to do with the bread is to eat it. You don't look at it. I used to love it, to to smell it being baked. I'm the only one in here like that. But I used to love to smell baking bread. I used to go past the curb just to be able to get a smell sometimes and get a slice of raisin bread. Come on, shake yourself loose here this morning. 
God's getting ready to bless you in a special way. So I'm talking about redemption. It's a purchased possession. A portion of it we get right now. That's salvation. And then coupled with my portion are fringe benefits. I said fringe benefits. There's some things that you're not going to find written totally about you. You are in the world going somewhere. But wherever you're going has already been prepared for you. Just waiting for you to arrive. When you can appreciate the fact that redemption is a work of God on your behalf and on my behalf so that when I wake up or get my eyes touched so I can start seeing things for what they really are and having the eyes of my understanding to be enlightened then I look at the same things and I see them differently. Because now I can see 20, 20. And that's why, you know, that, that, that I mentioned on, on New Year's Eve, the Dutch ophthalmologist Snelling, he put it this way. He said, that I'm going to put a chart up there and have you to be 20 feet away from it. And on that chart, I'm going to put some things so I can get, uh, so I can get the acuity of your vision. So when he put them there, it's either numbers or letters or sometimes sentences and paragraphs that he would have you start reading that. And you can't see. He said, hang on, hang on. And he just put another lens on. Can you see better now? Uh, another lens on. Can you see a little better? Can you identify now? No, tell me, what do you see? And if you're all messed up before, by the time he gets through regulating those lenses, you'll be able to see clearly then. Got me? Say it's a, it's a process. The process is we must position ourselves so that we might be able to be adjusted in our vision by the master ophthalmologist. That's the Holy Ghost. And he can get our mixed up sight and deficiency in our optical ability to the extent that when he gets through with you, like I said on New Year's Eve, you are then ready to receive the optimal blessing. But the option is yours, and the option is mine. Because at the end of the day, the scripture says that you and I have been blessed to been privileged to have our eyes enlightened and our understanding perfected that we may know what is the hope of our calling. And not only that, but to also know what are the riches of the glory of our inheritance. 
There are some things that God has already laid up for you, and you're still struggling, trying to figure out how you're going to get it done. They're already there. But one of the things that we truly discover when we get converted is that the best life has not been the life I've been trying to build. But the best life is the one that has been reserved for me. That when my eyes get open and I see it, I walk into a life already there for me. Better than I could have ever prepared for myself. He can make you a new creature. Because he's able to yet be that great creator. Now, so notice with me that the eyes of our understanding being enlightened to the extent that you and I believe what we have heard. We've got to get to a place of believing it. Because if you can't regulate it on the newspaper, you can't regulate it on CNN, you, 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 you got to believe what the Word says. The Word said it, I believe it, that ought to settle it to the extent that I know God is working out something for me. I want to know what is the hope of my calling? What is the riches of the glory of my inheritance? I want to know. And the only way that we can know is that we journey on with our eyes having been enlightened. And so, as you go on, you're going to also see that there must be the reception. Say, redemption. Yes. Say, reception. Yes. Everybody needs to be redeemed. But redemption can be there waiting for us, but it'll do us no good if we don't receive it. There has to be reception. There has to be a point where I not only read about it, not only have heard about it, but now I've got to believe it. I've got to believe that he is a deliverer. I've got to believe that he can make me a new creature in Christ. I've got to believe that he can make me strong out of weakness. I've got to believe. And the moment I believe, then I can receive. You can't do that for me. You cannot do that for me. I have to do that for myself. Look at somebody and say, that's my job. I've got to do this for myself. And, and, and I can't really do it if I don't have that, that, that gift of God by the Holy Spirit that gives me wisdom and revelation and knowledge. It's all in this word. See, I need revelation. A lot of folk have information. But information without revelation is just information. But information with revelation is inspiration. And it will bring you into a new level of understanding of worship, a new level of understanding of Scripture, a new revelation comes to you in every phase of your life. And now you can see what you couldn't see before, what was cloudy and misty, what was somehow confusing and distorted. Now I can see clearly. Well, you've heard it. I trust that you'll be able to see clearly now God's will, God's purpose, 
for your life and the fact that everything that God has reserved for you is coming your way. And on top of that, consider that he will restore the years that the canker worm and caterpillar and locusts have eaten. Stay tuned throughout this year as I will be addressing that theme again and again. I can see clearly now. So until next time, we shall come to you with more Concepts for Living, Biblical Principles for Contemporary Living. May God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.